0: where's the good where's the hope because when people are struggling with OCD and scrupulosity there's so much fear and it's very hard to to live with and deal with but the good news is there's so much hope in overcoming scrupulosity and I've worked with clients who have really struggled with this and have taken good concrete steps for healing Hello, everybody. My name is Adam Cross, and I am an associate marriage and family therapist and youth minister in Southern California. And today I want to talk about obsessive compulsive disorder and scrupulosity. So I think especially for Catholics, um, scrupulosity and OCD is something that fairly common um so what is obsessive compulsive behavior because we kind of throw that term around it's like oh i'm just ocd about this or i'm ocd about that but really um at the core of it ocd is a disorder that is anxiety-based and fear-based that has to do with obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviors where we feel like we need to act on something in order to have relief from an obsessive thought Right. So common examples of this are saying are thinking, having obsessive thought that my hands are dirty or that I'm going to get sick. And so the compulsion is to wash your hands over and over again until you feel um, clean or you feel like you're not going to get sick. So that's a common example. There's so other examples of, you know, locking the doors at night. Right. These obsessive thoughts that become compulsive kind of repetitive behaviors to provide some release or relief from the anxiety of those obsessive thoughts. So uh, OCD is not something that most people have, um, but we throw it around a lot. Within OCD, we have this idea of scrupulosity that goes along with it, especially with uh, with with Catholics, right? We have that idea of Catholic guilt, um, but we have scrupulosity, which is when we are overcritical, or we are doubtful of our self actions and intentions. So scrupulosity is when we are doubting ourselves, criticizing ourselves, and to the point where we don't trust ourselves in our motivations or why we're doing what we're doing. I think priests see this quite often in confession where you'll have someone go to confession every day or multiple times a week, um, confessing little things, or thinking that they hadn't fully confessed for past sins. And you can see where it becomes a problem because people stop trusting in the mercy of God because they're questioning their own intentions, their own uh, repentance, and and God's mercy in that as well. Scrupulosity is an obsessive compulsive behavior and that the obsession is, I'm not forgiven. I'm a bad person. And the compulsion can be, I need to go to confession. I need to confess uh, more contritely. I need to be more um, concise and perfect in my confession to satisfy this uh, this belief of there's something wrong with me. I'm not good, right? That it it really can become twisted in that scrupulosity. In scrupulosity, there's an obsession of guilt and bad behavior or an obsession that they're in a state of mortal sin and there's difficulty distinguishing temptation from sin. So it's hard for them to tell It's hard for them to tell if they've actually sinned or maybe they've thought about a sin, right? Um, If you imagine yourself killing somebody, but you have no intent of actually killing someone, you're not a murderer. (laughs) But with scrupulosity, it could be hard to tell, okay, did I actually want to hurt somebody uh, versus or was that just a thought that popped into my mind? So there's a lot of self-doubt with scrupulosity. And I think it can be really scary to deal with. It can also manifest itself in a lot of different ways, which can be really frightening is people um, have a lot of different ways that scrupulosity comes up and they really think there's something wrong with them because it's an obsessive, almost intrusive thought um, that that they have some compulsion to act on. Or they're afraid, deeply afraid of that compulsion and, and and possibly acting on something. So scrupulosity doesn't even have to be that you're acting on something, but you could be really afraid of acting on something as well. So where's the good? Where's the hope? Because when people are struggling with OCD and scrupulosity, there's so much fear and it's very hard to, to live with and deal with. But the good news is that there's so much hope in overcoming scrupulosity. And I've worked with clients who have really struggled with this and have taken good concrete steps for healing. So medication is a good thing to consider with scrupulosity because it can help relieve some of the obsessive factors of OCD. um, And it can help you get to the root of why those um, thoughts are happening. It doesn't mean that you're going to be on medication your entire life, but it could be helping you in the meantime to really deal with what's going on. So, um, There's a lot of stigma against medication. That's a whole nother video, but it is a important thing to consider in treatment of scrupulosity and OCD. A couple other really good things that help heal scrupulosity is number one, if you're Catholic and you're struggling with this, go seek out a Catholic therapist. That's gonna be so critical. Um, because Catholic therapists understand what is a mortal sin and what is not a mortal sin. And they're going to help you make sense of if you're in a state of mortal sin, if you should feel guilty or not. And it is one step easier if you have a Catholic therapist to talk to, because they're not going to just kind of write it off. And it's going to be more reassuring that they know what they're talking about uh, when you bring these things up to them. Go to a Catholic therapist, help ask them and and get some help in distinguishing temptation versus actual sin, right? Temptation is not the same thing as sin. Jesus was tempted. Jesus never sinned. We can be tempted. We can think things, but it doesn't mean that we're actually acting on them. So find a good Catholic therapist to help you make those distinctions. Guilt is going to be tied with bad behavior. So if you are really feeling guilty about something, you have to ask yourself, is this a bad behavior? And if it's not, then it might be misplaced guilt, right? That Catholic guilt that we talk about. Another really helpful tool in battling with scrupulosity is to have accountability. And that might mean confiding with, with good friends, having accountability partner, um, having accountability with a priest. People who struggle with scrupulosity and going to confession a lot, um, actually will tend to do something called priest hop. So they will feel like they weren't contrite enough. They'll feel like they weren't, didn't make a good enough confession and they are struggling with the same thing over and over again. And they'll go to a different priest every day or every week and it makes it sound, or it makes it easier for them to confess the same things over and over again and trying to prove to themselves that they have God's mercy. Um, So in healing scrupulosity, it's going to the same priest, having accountability and not priest hopping because that priest can see you. And if you come back the next day or the next week, they can say, hey, I notice this is happening again. What's going on? What can we do? What steps can we take from a place of love and mercy and respect? And um, it can help to kind of examine if there are scrupulous thoughts, if there are obsessive thoughts going on in your head. And to take steps for that. So don't priest hop. (laughs) Um, And that also might mean that if you kind of going back to the question, okay, I feel guilty. Is there bad behavior? If there's not a bad behavior, but you still have that compulsion to go to confession, that it's going to help to actually wait to go to confession. And for some Catholics, that's like, what? You should go to confession immediately. But if there's no mortal sin, then you should wait to go to confession. Because it's actually questioning God's mercy. It's questioning your own judgment. It's doubting yourself. These are not fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? To doubt oneself and to, but it's to trust in God and to take those real steps. So it's going to involve maybe waiting to go to confession. If you're struggling with this compulsion and this obsession that I'm not okay, I'm not in a state of grace, right? Another really important tool in healing scrupulosity is putting in check your images and expectations of God. A lot of people that I talk to about scrupulosity and these obsessive thoughts um, tend to have harsher views of God, that God is more of a judge and someone who can get them in trouble. Again, it's not always the case, but it's, it's almost like they're in trouble a lot of the times. And so part of therapy is looking at even your own images and faulty images of God the Father, are they based on your father on earth? Um, is it based on your experiences and relationships that have negative experiences? Like where is this idea coming from that God is going to be super critical? Most of the time, it's really just that we can be super critical of ourselves. Healing scrupulosity is often unpacking the fear that we have about ourselves, about life, and about um, the things going on around us. So taking the time in therapy to Understand why we feel what we feel and why we think what we think can make a huge difference. It helps to unpack kind of our family dynamics, what we have grown to learn um, as a child, our attachments, different expectations of life can really help us understand why we think this way, why we are having scrupulous thoughts or obsessive thoughts, and unpacking, getting to the root of that fear. As anxiety is rooted, or as OCD is rooted in anxiety. Another part of, of dealing with scrupulosity is encountering Christ as a loving God, as a God who has not called us to fear, but has called us to peace, um, peace and trust in ourselves, as well as peace and trust in him. Um, and that means encountering God. So that can mean turning to scripture, um, going to Bible studies, uh, getting more involved in church in going on retreats, things that bring you out of yourself and out of your conceptions of God when you're kind of alone or stuck in your head, but make you look at God in a light that that the church teaches and that, that Jesus is trying to reveal to us and speak to us as a God of love, as a God of mercy, and as a God of peace, right? So all these things are us picking up the tools that we have in front of us to tackle and to begin healing scrupulosity. It it's so important to know that you're not alone in this. You're not alone in these struggles. Uh, There's a ton of people that come into therapy and they think, you know what, I am the weirdest person and there's something wrong with me and no one else is struggling with this. But the fact is there's a ton of people struggling with this and it might look different in different people, but you're not alone. Um, There's even support groups where you can talk with other people who are struggling with these exact things. that you're not crazy, that you're not a weirdo, that you are a human being, you are loved, and these things don't define you. So pick up the tools in front of you. Start going to a Catholic therapist. Start finding accountability in your life. Start encountering Christ as the Prince of Peace, as the King of Kings, that you can trust in, that will provide you mercy and rest. Um, Christ is calling you to peace, even in the midst of, of scrupulosity and self-doubt. So let, let Jesus Christ help you carry this cross that you're struggling with. Know that you're not alone. Know that he longs to be with you in this burden. And he longs to heal you as you take real steps towards uh, healing scrupulosity and OCD. Thanks and God bless. Thank you for watching. Post any comments. Feel free to shoot me an email. Um, and hit that subscribe button and, um, yeah, God bless.